0: Deep to right field, way up.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast, episode number 20. And it's a Christmas special. Oh, that's right. You didn't ask for it, but you've got it. And you didn't know you wanted it until now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I am joined by, of course, Ryan Owen from uh, Rotatrix. Ryan, how are you, buddy?
2: Oh, Merry Christmas, one and all. It's been a great few months, and I'm glad to be back on the Phillies train with you guys.
1: And uh, you're set for Christmas?
2: Yes, I'm prepared, I'm organized, I'm good at organization. Uh, the creativity side is less good, but the presents are bought, and away we go.
1: Um, Alex, Alex Carr, how are you, mate? What's been happening since we last spoke? Are you ready for Christmas? Oh,
0: I am very ready. I have pleasant, presents of plenty, uh, a lot of Christmas cheer. It is abundant within my soul. I absolutely love the holidays, even though I'm Jewish. Um, so... You know, it, it, it happens to the best of us, but I'm very <laughs> excited, uh, and I can't wait to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be here talking about some really uh, exciting news that's happened over the last couple of months.
1: And uh, what, what does Christmas entail for you, Alex? What you got planned? Uh, I'm,
0: going to, I'm going to North Carolina, Dave. I am going to go spend the holidays with my girlfriend and her lovely family, uh, her five siblings, her seven pets. Uh, and we're going to have a blast.
1: Oh, awesome. Cold, though, North Carolina in winter?
0: It is freezing, yeah, uh, especially she's up in the mountains, my girlfriend's family and, and her, so it's going to be quite quite the journey.
1: But is there much I'm snow? Excited. Is it is there, is there, is there a white Christmas, usually around Christmas time?
0: It was last year, so I'm, I, I don't know if it's going to snow by the time we get up there, but uh, we'll see. I, I hope so. I love, I love a white Christmas.
1: We've never, for that. we've never, we've never experienced, I've never experienced one. It's just rain, wet, and miserable. I don't know about you, Ryan, <laughs> North, but oh, okay, how, yeah. okay. how I wish. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest. and I'm delighted to say that fresh from her MLB Network appearance, we have Elena Dare, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Hello.
3: Hello. So happy to be here. And Alex, I love your motto for the holidays, which is the holidays, Colin. it happens. Is it, it happens <laughs> yeah. to the best of us or something like that? I mean, look, not, not everybody
0: loves the holidays, okay? We've got our Scrooges. We've got our, you know, those who don't love to spread Christmas cheer and sing loud for all to hear, as
1: my good friend Buddy
0: the Elf would say. But I, for one, am a big holiday lover.
1: I think I think everybody in the UK needs this holiday after all the politics oh, Lord, been going dear, on and all of Brexit. Uh, we need this holiday and some good festive cheer to bring everyone back up because it's been a it's been a I rough mean, year.
3: Absolutely nothing politically has been happening in the United States. Also, <laughs> no, so. no, no,
1: no, 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 nothing. <laughs> nothing.
0: Something about peaches, I think.
3: Peaches. Oh,
1: yeah. Cream. Nice. And nice. Of the nice. <laughs> but... Ellen, Ellen, what's in store for you at Christmas?
3: Um, well, I actually, in a way, Christmas has already started. I am uh, visiting my in-laws in Iowa right now as Beautiful. we speak. Yes. Um, but then we're going to be going back to New York for Christmas itself. My mom will be coming up from Philly. And uh, and that's because my husband is, uh, he's also an actor. And he's leaving to go to do a, sh- uh, a show, a theater play in Florida the day after Christmas. So we needed to be in New York for Christmas. No
1: way awesome yeah. awesome christmas in new york i would love to experience a christmas in new york oh, Jane, you just, have just for a few days my, my boss at work has just come back from new york and said it, it's you've got to do it you've got to do it. even just for a couple of free days three nights it's got to be done
3: it it's, can
0: be really really difficult to maneuver yourself like it's, yes it's very packed he said the universal
3: yeah. opinion is that you should do christmas in new york so that just means that the universe is there in new yes. york yeah, like looking at the trees <laughs> in Rockefeller Center instead
0: of Christmas in New York just do like December 12th to 14th in New York like just try and get there before
1: that's the truth that's true
0: because then you're then you're screwed I mean you should not even enter the city limits past like
1: December 20th it's it's quite the same in some of our Christmas markets in Europe and here like you you go to Bath during the Christmas market it's just get as early as possible because again awesome it's absolutely packed it's one of the best Christmas markets I've been to very very different uh, to what you have in the states, but really worth experiencing if you're over in the UK uh, for Christmas time. Uh, and Ellen, MLB Network, man, you smashed it! How, how, oh, how was
3: it? Oh, it was really great. Yeah, I, you know, this is the second time that I've been on. I was on uh, earlier this summer. I was actually on the very day, the momentous occasion that the Phillies acquired Jason Vargas. <laughs> um, I was on the air. What a day! At the time. Where were you? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I will always remember where I where I was when that amazing, amazing news came across the wire. Um, It was really great. You know, it was a different, uh, entirely different squad this time than last time. Uh, Last time I was on with uh, Fran Charles, John Hart and John Heyman and had to answer for a time that I had tweeted, uh, Every time John Heyman tweets an angel loses its wings, I had to uh, personally face John Heyman um, as we both watched that tweet be broadcast live on national Awkward. television, which I, yeah, I'd never, when I tweeted that, never thought I'd be on MLB
0: network. So. <laughs> you just really love making friends with all the national writers.
3: I, I guess, Ron I guess Amon, I do. Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale. Yeah. Jim so,
0: watch out. is coming for you.
3: Well, I have actually met Jim Paul. My- uh, he's a very sweet man. He's a very sweet man. Um, yeah, I vis-a-vis the Bob Nightingale comment. It's really hilarious to me the, the response that it's gotten. Because I still feel like I I look back at myself and all I'm saying is like I'm not going to necessarily take this to the bank that this is going to happen. Um, yep. And and everybody is a- acting like I you know like ran over his dog. <laughs> um, in, and I I was sort of reminded of the the response to the uh, Max Muncie. If you don't want to see me hit the ball, like go get it out of the ocean, like doesn't quite track, actually. And I still remember on Effectively Wild, um, they were talking about the fact that apparently people in baseball land are just so starved for any amount of uh, I don't know snappy comeback that they're like yeah. oh my god go get it out of the ocean we're gonna like put it on a t-shirt um so <laughs> I'm not so I'm true. not saying that what I said was as good uh or even as snappy as that not quite logical comeback that Max Muncy had but uh <laughs> uh anyway um it, was,
1: it went viral it's, you know? <laughs> yeah slightly different show this one guys uh to our normal one we're going to cover the the winter meetings briefly the ins and the outs how we're looking so far and then it's all about you guys on twitter and facebook you've been getting your questions into us so we'll go through those and at the end we're going to be trying a new game which will be coming for our podcast next season which i am excited about uh it could be brilliant and it or it could be chaotic and disaster um or could be both it's all good fun um so guys uh diddy Big Diddy and Wheeler are in. Uh, we have got Gosling back, uh, returning. Josh Harrison, uh, Matuk, uh, also minor invites uh, with to train in spring. Uh, we've also got Bri- uh, Brian Price as a pitching coach, and uh, jo- I've read, i written those down wrong. It's not Joe Brian Price and Joe Price, is it? It's the two new coaches. Joe Dylan. Joe, Joe Dillon. Dillon. Joe yeah. Dylan. God, I even prepped, and uh, there it is. Uh, as coaches, guys. Um, are we happy with with thing dealing so far? It's it could be better at the moment, but uh, oh no, I'm happy. And about you guys, Ryan, happy so far?
2: Uh, yes, I, I mean I think like most of us, we're happy with the signing of Zach Wheeler, and it seems like a reasonable contract. I know that the Nationals have obviously Garrett Cole's on a different stratosphere, and that's something completely outside of most ball clubs' sort of purview, even. But I think that wheeler coming in on a looking at what Strasbourg got who's older than wheeler and obviously has had his own health concerns in recent years as well um and he's a fantastic pitcher and arguably better than wheeler but there's no reason that zach wheeler at his age with his skills um he goes deep into games i think i read that you went Six or more innings in twenty-three of his thirty-one starts last season, which is something that the Phillies need massively, so that they're oh, yeah. not relying on the bullpen too much. Um, good first pitch strike rate, good career swinging strike rate. He gets his strikes, misses bats. I don't think I could be happier with that. Um, I think that's the main. That's the main positive for me. I think obviously Girardi likes Steedy um, we could discuss the relative merits of Didi versus Cesar um, and obviously Didi's health. Um, but overall, as this team improved? You'd like to think so on paper, at least. I don't know what the other guys think.
3: Alan? Oh, I mean, absolutely the team has improved. Uh, you know, I think that their main need Uh, coming into the off season was starting pitching. And so I'm very excited about the Wheeler signing, you know, and I think that there has been a lot of uh, prognostication about the fact that it's really um, based the signing and the amount of money that he got was based on the underlying metrics, particularly his fastball velocity, which is so great. And, uh, and sort of thinking, oh, there can be more made out of Zach Wheeler than we have seen. But I think that even if we just see the Zach Wheeler that we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, he's been over four wins the last couple of years. And so I think it'll be a signing even if he just continues to be as good as he has been. And I'm I'm hopeful that Brian Price is able to, um, to maximize the skills that Zach Wheeler has, because I think with the skill set that he has, it's... It is a total possibility. I'm not saying this will happen, but it's a possibility that he could be Steven Strasberg. and okay. so, you know, the Phillies might have gotten an amazing deal. Uh, and you know, honestly, after I saw um after I saw the deals that were made for strasberg and uh, and Garrett Cole afterwards, I thought, oh my God, the Phillies got a steal. And I was really yeah. expecting Bumgarner to go for a lot more than he did. so It was a surprise to me that he didn't. But I think that that's really it reflects a a kind of a difference in opinion um, for the kinds of contracts that people are handing out. You know, people don't want to pay for the Baumgartner that was when his underlying metrics look to be on at least a slight decline. I mean, obviously, he's a very fierce competitor and I would. Take him on my team, but um, I'm more excited certainly to have Wheeler than I would be Bumgarner.
1: And do you think the Phillies are done with the pitching? Or surely we we need one more, don't we?
3: I really, oh man, I mean, to me, this is the main off season question: is that I really think that the Phillies need to get another starting pitcher. Uh, However, so much of the noise coming out of the organization, and I, I do say that, uh, I do say noise because i'm not entirely sure whether or not they mean it (laughs) i mean they might and maybe it's just that i so hope that they don't but the noise has been that they're not going to go over the luxury tax and they really only have like two million before they go over the luxury tax so if they're not going to go over the luxury tax then then this is it and that's very disappointing to me um particularly because you know uh, up to I think it's the first 20 million dollars it's just a 20% tax on the overage so if they go over the luxury tax by 10 million it's only 20% of 10 million and that's just like pocket change to right. pe- you know to the owners of the of of any baseball team to be honest so yeah it's it's disappointing to me if they don't if they don't add another starting
0: so, I, for one, I do see another starting pitching move coming, even though I foresee a bit of, uh, of faith still left in Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez. Uh, while, while it does frustrate me, I do see the potential there, and it's very hard to ignore. Uh, and when you have someone like Brian Price at the helm of your, your pitching staff, and, you know, uh, he's going to be very, very instrumental in, in the development of these guys. Because, you know, Chris Young, who's a brilliant numbers He was a guy who knew every last metric, had every last bit of information on all of his guys, but he wasn't a coach. He was a numbers man. And, you know, guys need this person that they can relate to and that they can turn to when they're confused and that's, you know, someone that's going to work to their specific, you know, their needs and not just try to fit them into a mold. And that's something that I think people like Nick Cavetta, I think, Vince Velasquez to a certain degree, I think Zach Wheeler is going to... Zach Wheeler already knows what he needs to do. He said in an interview with himself, he said, all Garrett Cole did was use a four-seam instead of a two-seam and switch, you know, start spinning his slider a little bit more. And that's, you know, he said, I haven't tried that because it wasn't explained to me like that while I was in New York. So he knows what he needs to do already. So that is incredibly exciting. Uh, But, you know, I think Brian Price is going to be a huge... Reason as to you know the success or the failure of this this pitching staff, and and we will see what happens in the remaining days of you know we still have two months of free agency. Um, Oh yeah. But I think you know I think there's there's a lot that needs to be answered, and I think it will be answered in the coming weeks. Uh, If they decide to go over, they go over and they go big. If they don't, this is what we have, and we'll
1: take two. And we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, It's it's sad. uh, um, Cesar's gone. And Michael Franco's gone. I uh, I like them both. They got they got a bit of a slating on Twitter when they left, and I thought it's a bit slightly unfair actually because they're, they're, Franco's still young. You know, he's still got a, a, a good chance of breaking out, and I really hope it works out for him at, at uh, Kansas City. Uh, interesting, actually. It's a young team at Kansas. He might he might fit in there really well, and I hope it does. Just just not against us, but in general, I hope <laughs> Frank. I we shouldn't see him too much. Uh, Cesar still on the free agency, I believe. Not not being picked up yet.
0: Not yet.
3: Not yet.
1: I yes. haven't even.
0: I haven't heard a lot of rumblings either. So. Yeah, I mean, I the interesting see. thing
3: is that it you know it seems like it was just a market in which not very many people needed a second baseman, uh, which you know the Phillies had tried to trade Cesar, I think, for a while, and they just never got the return for him that they wanted, and that was you know they they decided it is too bad that they didn't trade him and get something back for him rather than just yeah not tendering him but you know at the same time it seems like they they every year they assess that and they decided no like he's he's a good player we'd rather be just rolling him out every day and that it was just that he got too expensive this year and i think you know we can also see that with for example the orioles deciding to non-tender jonathan vr which I, s- I still don't so understand confusing it's so, so confusing. confusing like why why the orioles wouldn't just want to have somebody to roll out because it's it not
0: hurt us the marlins offense doesn't actually look bad anymore
3: yeah no, no, no. It's, that, and yeah, they already scary. they already had they already the phillies number us. which oh. yeah which i have my own private theory about but anyway um <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it seems like the Orioles couldn't get any kind of a trade partner for VR either. Also like a totally useful middle infielder. So, you know, I, I, I've sort of wondered like if, if Cesar is still hanging out there at the end of the off season, if the Phillies might be like, you know, do you, chip him a sort of a a cheap deal to come back. It's a possibility. That
1: was my my next question coming, actually. (laughs) You've just answered it. (laughs) If Cesar is still out there, uh, would the Phillies go, hey, Cesar, one more year? And then we could be able to even trade him or he tested out free agency again if he had a good year.
0: Well, you know what? There's still a vacancy on the bench. And, I mean, that's assuming that Josh Harrison or, or somebody makes the roster straight out of spring training. Uh, But there are two infield vacancies. So, I mean, especially because you're adding the 26th man. So, uh, Mm. I think they're probably going to look for a lefty. And I think Brad Miller really fits that, uh, you know, that description. But I also think he's kind of searching for a starting job with a lesser team right now. So, uh, we'll see if that ends up working out. I'd love to have him back. Uh, But they also, you know, if if Cesar is willing to take that – a bit of a lesser deal. It's definitely a downgrade from the 11 million he was due in arbitration. But um you know, if he's if he's down to come back off the bench, I think you know why not? He's he really he's he'd be a great bench player. To have. Again. Oh yeah, he he has a bat. That's his best quality. He just yeah he he doesn't really handle the the, the middle infield very well and or um, the base or running or well, the ba- really
3: the
1: base anxious. running. Yeah. and His defense was a little oh, bit. That's just with... such
0: a shame. You take the guy who broke the Williamsport stolen bases record and you you know you'd hope there's some semblance of base running you know intelligence there but it just didn't happen it, it wasn't there and uh, you know it's a shame but uh, if, if he is willing to come back then by all means get get him back and i don't i don't see it happening though i think he will get a starting job somewhere probably somewhere yes. or something like that I, I,
3: I, <laughs> agree. I he should good.
2: He should He oh, yeah, yeah, Think dancing. his bat is is underrated. And another thing that's underrated about Cesar Hernandez is he plays. He never he never gets injured. <laughs> I mean, like, you look at his plate appearances over the last four or five seasons, and that guy's on the field every single day. And for somebody taking a guy who probably has a little bit more power in the bat potentially, um I don't know whether his stolen base prowess is going to improve because he's just shown year upon year that his decision-making on the base pads is pretty poor, but the bat's good enough and the durability is good, and I think surely he's good enough to get a starting gig somewhere in the majors. Surely.
3: Yes, here's, yeah,
1: hoping. Here, here's hoping for, for both of them. I'm, I'm delighted for Franco. He's got a team, and all the best to Michael and to say I think Michael he's will be returning.
3: I hope so. I love, and the, it's the a guy, sad the, park for his power, but other than that, I mean, I'm still rooting yes. for him. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. And oh, his attitude God. is fantastic. You know, <laughs> it, it, he brings a lot to the dressing room as well, because uh, he was so I actually, popular. When I,
0: yeah, when I spoke to when I spoke to Gabe after he was dismissed, um, he said that you know, Michael is such a he was so instrumental to the locker room just in that he got along with everybody, um, and you know, he, you you could always find him like dancing or. You know, he was always controlling the off, is what Gabe said. So, um, you know, he's definitely going to be missed in that clubhouse. Um, and I, you know, I think he's going to have a lot of fun in Kansas City. Now, I think that's a great yeah. young offense, and he slots right in. So, then On
1: the on the flip side, to have Diddy and McCut- McCutcheon in the uh, locker room this year, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking Yeah, they've to got that. some
3: solid clubhouse and good Anderson, times replacements. Too. Yeah. I love I Jay think- Hay.
1: And if, and Josh if, Harrison if, as well. Josh, he's he's meant to be quite a, a, yeah, a clubhouse if, guy.
0: If Josh makes the team, I mean, it's. I was speaking to actually. I'm trying to uh, get him for an interview for uh, the good fight, but uh, I spoke to his agent yesterday, uh, and then I got a little anecdote from Josh, and he was just like, "I was like, are you excited to play for the film?" And he was like, "I just can't wait to be with my best friend again." Um, of so course, exciting.
1: Pirates, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So exciting! I like they're and they' Everybody's like. The one thing about the press conference that just absolutely got me elated was Didi's smile is infectious. Oh and man. Kutch's yeah. smile is infectious. And Josh yeah. Harrison's smile is infectious. And they all have really cute kids.
1: And I'm <laughs> just so excited. I'm so pumped. Even just to be in their presence must be fantastic. And, of course, Didi and, uh, Didi and Kutch were together at the Yankees for a brief time while uh, yeah, Kutch for, was there. Uh... For half a, half a season, yeah. Ah, oh, fun, fun times, fun, fun. Uh, to watch him on go. the bench and it, smiles and positivity does, does is infectious. It will and, do um, us good. It will. <laughs> right to yeah. the questions, then, guys. Here we go. First of all, starting with Jeffrey Branch and at Brett five three five five. Similar sort of questions. Jeffrey asks: Will Joe Girardi be as inclined to move Scott King all over the infield like Gabe Kapler had done, or put him in one position, second base, and keep him there? And to tie in, Brett says, how will the infield shake out with Didi at shortstop, Kingery to third? Question. Segura to second? Question. Segura traded in a third baseman brought in via a trade move to... Uh, via a trade to move Kingery to second base. Uh, or something else. Consider the possibility. So let's talk infield, guys. Uh, uh, Alex, what do you see? What do you see Gerardi doing, especially with Kingery?
0: I think... Um, so Gene Segura... Uh, is definitely moving to second base. I think that is that is almost a certainty, uh, just because, first of all, he's been working out there uh, all offseason, and second of all, I think that's just the most logical place to put him, uh, especially with the acquisition of Didi, which I also think is brilliant, if I didn't already say that. Uh, I think that is such a good get. Uh, but Didi, his natural position is shortstop. He's an excellent defender. He always has been. Uh, I'm hoping his surgery didn't uh, affect his throwing arm too much uh, I don't think it has uh, based upon you know the physical and things like that uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see his defense there I'm excited to see Gene move back to his original position which was second base. and I think Scotty will probably end up manning third until Alec Bohm is ready to come up uh, is is, is uh, that what you I reckon? Know. Do you
1: reckon there'll be no trade for Brian? We're going to hold off on third base and bring Bone when he's ready. Nolan, I don't think Nolan Arenado and Chris Bryant are going to be traded anyway. I just don't think that is a
0: plausible eventuality. Uh, I and I could go on forever about that, but uh, I wouldn't look to those as a as a primary, uh, you know, a, a solution for for what we have going on. So for right now, with what we have, I think. Alec Bohm is going to be the future at third base, at least for a couple of years, um, because yes, there are questions about his defense. But right now, as a 22 year old male, he can play that position and he plays it passably, which is all we need. Um, so I think Kingery will be the stopgap the stop there, and then he will probably shift to center field, uh, leaving Adam Hazley a little bit wandering. But you know, that's there's so many, so much conjecture in that uh eventuality
1: that that's what
3: i'll say for now yeah Ellen? something yeah something that was actually interesting for me to see because i think that there's there's with from philly fans there's a sort of a great hue and a cry to want to put kingery at second base thinking that yeah. maybe his offense can really take off if he's been put in his natural position but I'm hopeful that if he just sort of maybe sticks in one place, even for a little while, even if it's that mostly third base for the first part of the season until Boehm comes up and then mostly center field for the second part of the season, something like that, that just a regular routine will help him and he doesn't need to necessarily go back Mm. to second base. Because something that was interesting for me to see was that actually his defense was the best at third. Yep. Um of any of the positions that he's played. Uh, he was uh I should pull it up. But I want to say off the top of my head, you know, it was like eight defensive runs saved at third last year, something yeah. like that. Uh and he only had two so, errors, I think, right? Yeah. So you know, I i that makes me actually pretty excited uh to mm. to have have that be the way that it shakes out, particularly because, you know, second base is where Segura played when he was on the diamond. And backs, and so I think that makes a lot more sense rather than asking the vet to do something that he's never done before.
1: And a new been... lean, lean, uh, lean Gene Segura, isn't it? He's lost, yep. uh, lost wow. a lot of weight,
0: he's killing it right now. Uh, and another thing, uh, just to tack on to what Helen was saying, I mean, people, people are acting like having the versatility of Scott Kingry is a bad thing, like you know, having a Ben Zobris 2.0 that can just shift to anywhere is such a valuable uh, asset to any Absolutely. And I mean, it's so rare nowadays because so many people are focused on their bats and so many people are focused on, you know, all these different things that nobody, you know, there's nobody in the league that has Scott King's versatility, I don't think. I mean, I can think of people that can go all around the infield, but someone that can play center field on every, any given day and then shift to third base in the middle of the game. I mean, that is, you know, and he can pitch too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean, we're looking at a guy that, you know, his versatility alone is worth the six years, 24 million that we're giving him. I mean, this is this is a kid that has a remarkably solid and sound mind for the game and also happens to carry a very impactful bat. I mean, mm. he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. And that versatility is so valuable. Uh, but I do I do agree that holding him down at one position will definitely help him clear his mind for a bit before we, you know, keep bouncing him around.
1: Absolutely. Ryan, anything to add
2: on? I think these guys have nailed it. Kingrey's going to open the season at third base. And I am very excited to see this kid. And I want to see him in the lineup more often, regularly, like Ellen says at one position, and the power's there. He's got speed on the base pads. I actually think his power, it showed itself last year, but there's a potential for this power to to take a, a new leap, and with him playing, watch out, because this infield looks pretty scary right now, and you, you Gregorius has got power that Hernandez did not have. I think that's fair to say, quite easily, um, and Rhys Hoskins is still a very good baseball player with a great batting eye with a lot of power in that bat. So, you know, watch out. The infield could be good if it stays healthy. And another,
0: another important thing to remember is that we have a a fully healthy and fully cleared mind, Gene Segura. Um, Mm. You know, last year his grandmother passed away this season, Uh, his grandmother who who practically raised him, uh, which was a, a really hard hit for him. And he also, you know, I'm sure he didn't feel too great about all the local media, you know, blaming him for Andrew McCutcheon's injury. Yeah,
1: that, uh, that went on you know, and on as well, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it went on forever. And, you know, I'm I'm very excited to see what a – not only, a, you know, healthy and, and, and ready-to-go Gene Segura, but a Gene Segura that's probably hitting behind Andrew McCutcheon again, which yep. I don't know if anybody remembers, but before Kutch got injured, Gene was batting like 360-something. I mean, yeah. he's one of the he's one of the best pure contact bats of, of you know the last probably five or six years. Uh, he he is a stellar stellar hitter. So I'm excited to see what uh, what he brings to the table this season
1: and, as well. and a Reese back season as well. Oh yeah, great stuff! I'm getting excited for the new season already. Um, <laughs> On to pitching. Uh, it's Gordy says out of Pavetta Epin, and Velasquez. Who do you think will take the biggest leap this year? Also, which Philly do you think could have a breakout year? Ryan.
3: Well, I mean, if it's the
2: biggest leap, then if we take the guys that had really terrible years, then there's a... I, I, my answer to that, based on that, is Nick Pavetta. Um, although it depends what role he ends up in. I I still think that there's something there. Now, don't get me wrong, it was rough. Um, (laughs) The secondary pitches just didn't work. The fastball's still good, but something (laughs) was not right. But can this guy at his age, with the skills that he did show more so the season prior, can he contribute in a bullpen role if he's coached properly? Then, yeah, if he finds it. But I I think it's quite clear that Zach Eflin's going to have a starting gig and rightly so he gets a good amount of ground balls and he had really apart from a rough patch after the good start he had a good end to the season as well and i think zach Eflin's going to be the major player step forward pivetta i think it's a guess it's an educated guess of
3: course uh (laughs) um uh i'm sorry what what were the questions again one one is who do i think is going to take the biggest step forward out of
1: out of Pavetta, Eflin, and Vince Velasquez, who do you think will take the biggest leap this year? Also, which filly do you think could have a breakout year?
3: Great. So I think that in in a way, um, I feel like Pavetta is the is the only one who can sort of take a leap. In my opinion, I feel like personally for Eflin and Velasquez, this is more or less who these guys are, mm. and uh, and that's I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to say anything mean about them part of the reason that I feel that way about Zach Eflin is actually because of the thing that he said when he was getting some success later on in the season last year was when I was struggling earlier it's because like they were trying to make me into a different kind of a pitcher because obviously that works for some guys and that wasn't working for him so he was like I know that sinkers are out right now but like I have a lot of faith in my sinker, so I'm just going to throw it. And then he had a lot of success, you know, and I think we saw him have success early in the season as well with like pitching a couple of complete games. Mm. So, you know, I think what I really want for Eflin is just to sort of be able to sustain that level a little bit more. And maybe that is just him saying, you know, the equivalent of what Scott Kingery said this past year was, you know, in the year before that in, 2018 Scott Kingery had sort of been in his head and then in 2019 he was like no I'm just gonna play baseball the way that I know how to play it so if Eflin maybe is just like great now I'm just gonna pitch the way that I know how maybe we will see a more consistent Zach Eflin um, and that would be great Uh, for for Vince Velasquez I also think you know his stuff is so great but he really fundamentally only has two pitches which is why I like him, want him on my team, but think that he would be better in the bullpen because you can really only have him pitch five innings at most because the third time through the order, just he, he just gets shelled away. I, um, I, I,
1: so. I, I think it's good for... The Phillies need to tell Vince from the start, where is he? In the bullpen or is he in the rotation? Yep. Because I think when he was in the bullpen last year, he didn't really show what we were all hoping for and I think that was more because he was in a mood he didn't want to be in a bullpen then he was being thrown from position to rotation to he was in a mood
2: just like the phrase he like,
1: just <laughs> Vince, is, Vince is a very passionate player he, he he expresses everything you know you can always yeah. see how he's feeling and he just looked uncomfortable he looked Stroppy mm-hmm. um, You could tell it was starting to get to him was, was messing around So I hope the Phillies say to Vince Look we're going to start you in the bullpen Here's your role Stick with that for a, a few months And and then I think we'll see a more settled And a Vince Velasquez The Vince that we know What he can he could do in the bullpen Bring that out Two free strong innings Shut out innings Burn that velocity in those innings uh, Yeah I, Alex anything more on Vince? yeah no i
0: I completely agree with you
1: i think I think for for my personal
0: breakout candidate, I would probably say Vince velasquez um just because oh, if he does stick if he does stick in the bullpen, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a bump in velocity. I think you'll see mm-hmm. you know the reason that he's so easy to pick up on that third third time through the order is because like Ellen said he he only has two fundamentally mm-hmm. like workable pitches, and guys can only see that high fastball so many times before they start to pick up on it and like that's his put-out pitch. That's the pitch that he turns to. He has a slider that's, that's pretty good that gets some swings. But, like, that curveball and that slider are so close in velocity that, you know, one looks like a meatball and the other looks like a slightly faster meatball. Um, and so, yes. you know, <laughs> that's Vince Velasquez in a, in a nutshell. But um, I think just coming out of the bullpen, that velocity is going to catch guys by a little bit of a surprise and also, he's going to have two put-out pitches to turn to. He's going to be able yeah. to turn to his high fastball, and he's going to be able to turn to a slider because guys won't see that you know, inning after inning after inning. Uh, so I think, I think he'll have a really successful campaign in the bullpen if they keep him there. As for Pavetta, the ultimate thing that I'm, that I'm focused on here, and Eflin too, I guess, Brian Price. That's the golden pick. I mean, Brian Price specializes in sinkers and in um, uh, 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 splitters. Like that is his. That is his peanut butter and jelly, and yeah, I think first of all, Zach Eflin and his sinker are going to be very exciting to watch, uh, especially you know an arsenal like his where he has like five to six different pitches at his command. I think, and and with his kind of control, forget about it. He is Brian Price's like dream, uh, and as for Pavetta, I mean, he just needs to keep his breaking stuff out of the zone. Because that it it breaks it breaks out of the zone, and if he tries to make it break in the zone, then it's just going to get tacked. But if he can keep that velocity and keep himself under control and keep his emotions under control, he is going to be such a success, and he knows it, and we know it. But it just he needs
1: the right direction, and I. Think- Alex, Alex, do you? Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, but in there, do you think? No, go ahead. Do you think there was? Too much expected and too much pressure on Nick at the start of last season because he had a good spring and all the talk was break out Bavetta, breakout Bavetta. This guy is gonna be second in rotation. He's gonna he's gonna absolutely kill it. And do you think that got to him a little bit and he tried too hard? Yeah, I, I do. I,
0: I think that would get to anyone's head, to be honest, especially when you're, you know, a rank fifteen prospect in the system and then everybody's all of a sudden talking about you as as if, like, you're going to be the next ace of the team. Like, that's going to get to anybody's head, and especially when you have your pitching coach telling you, look, I want you to be an Astros pitcher. I want you throwing high fastballs at 100 miles an hour, and I want you then throwing breaking pitches and fooling everybody. That's just not – that's not how you do things. That's not how that works with – especially a guy like Nick Cavetta who is of such a um, – he's very stubborn, he's, to put it lightly. He is very, uh, you know, he wants to do things his way. He wants things to get done, and he wants to do them. Wants to play by his rules, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, good for him when he does eventually ascend to that upper ech- echelon of talent. If he does, you know, that's going to be a very ad- admirable quality of his. But as long as as long as he can keep his head under control, and as long as he can really learn from Brian Price, and this can be said for all of our pitchers, I think they are going to have a very successful campaign, and I really hope that that does end up happening. It's got to break, right, but I, I, I very much hope it does.
3: Can I say two things?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, sure, sure. Do.
3: So, yeah, I mean, one of the things for Pavetta, I think, has always been kind of almost his um, I don't know, mental toughness, catching up with his pitching stuff. And I felt like, you know, this year just watching him pitch, it seemed to me like he was doing, even when he got shelled, even when something happened, even when, you know, he got a comebacker off the shoe or something like that. It seemed to me this year like he was doing a better job mentally of just clearing his mind and getting back into the game. Um, So I'm sort of hopeful that he, mm. you know, he's he's been improving himself in that way. Um, and then this is not about Nick Pavetta, but I still wanted to pick my like potential bounce back candidate sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Phillies. Um, and I'm gonna pick a hitter, and I'm Ooh. going to uh, surprise everybody by picking somebody who wasn't on the Phillies that, last year and picking Didi Gregorius, um, yeah. because of course Didi Gregorius was not like great last year when he uh, came back for the Yankees he you know in it was it was only 82 games but he still he had an 84 uh, WRC plus and batted 238 but the reason that I'm very hopeful for him is that it seems to me like a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was sort of um, pressing at the plate You know, so for example, in his excellent 2018 season, he walked 8.4% of the time and struck out 12.1% of the time. But in 2019, he walked only 4.9% of the time and struck out 15.4% of the time. So he was striking out more and he was walking less so obviously that will lead to a lower batting average. But the good news is that like the, the batted ball data was still really great. It seems like yeah. he had um, an average exit velocity of 88.2, which was above leave, league average. So when he was hitting the ball, he was still hitting it very well. Yeah. So that just speaks to me of, you know, he didn't get a spring training. He was just kind of maybe rushed back from Tommy John. And just wasn't as used to seeing the ball. But I think that that is obviously, you know, a skill that he has as somebody who who throughout his career has had a pretty low strikeout rate. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to get a really great season out of Didi. Oh.
0: And to tack on to that, too, um, Ellen, actually on the segment before yours on MLP Network, I think it was, um, they were talking about Didi and how. They analyzed his 2019 footage and how he's late, you know, because he usually feasts on those uh, high and inside fastballs uh, that that anybody is silly enough to throw to him. He, like, he just (laughs) demolishes those. And in 2019, he was late on all of them because he hadn't, you know, I can only imagine coming in, you know, what is that, 80 games into the season and then having to stare down, you know, upper 90s fastballs, like – you know, without mm. any spring training, without getting the, like, you're playing catch up all year. And that's, that's so difficult to do. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like with a full spring training and a full, you know, he's, he's just such a talented baseball player. And I'm very excited to have him. And also with Nick Pavetta, you guys remember when he threw that complete game, how just relieved he was. I when, was there. That was against, was against the Reds. He, when he, right. When he, when he dropped the F bomb on TV with, yeah, he, I was, like, yes. That was, yeah. That was the best, and it was because, like, he finally proved to himself that he could do that. That that was something that he could do. So imagine what it's going to be like when he gets some confidence
1: in the majors. I'm so excited for him. That was one I of the highlights that of. Uh, that was one of the highlights of my season. Uh, not only being there to, well, being obviously being in Philly, but to, to to watch Pavetta like finally deliver what we all know he has and what we all know yeah. what he could do. And for him, how much, like you just said, how much it meant to him. Was was a real huge moment, and I was really happy for him. That was one of the the highlights of my uh, season. Just gone. Mm. On to Facebook, right? Let's try and a bit more quick fire, because a bit wary of time. Uh, (laughs) As (laughs) always, as always. always, Drew Asher says prospects that could come into the majors either to start the season or during the season. Ryan.
2: Um, I think obviously the one that we've touched on already is Alec Boehm, who can come in. Um, He probably will come in at third base. Um, That might not last throughout his whole career, because I think Brent Hershey of Baseball HQ has even tweeted in recent days talking about his range, his footwork, and his throwing motion as concerns. Now, the Phillies will hope that he can improve on those early in the season in the minors. And maybe you'll get a little extra time, especially if Kingry starts well. So, if Kingry starts well, that that could be a real boon for the Phillies, just for Bones' development. Other than that, I mean, I think fans and us still have a bit of a concern about this rotation. Um, we haven't touched on Jake Arietta, but he has to be a bigger concern than Zach Eflin, or possibly even Nick Pavetta at this point, because yeah. I'm not entirely sure. And I, you know, I don't want to. I'm not hating on Jake here, and I hope he has a good season. But with the injuries, the. the The performance, I mean, I said earlier that decline doesn't always sort of precede more decline, but when it's decline, 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 then you might want to start worrying about Mm. decline. Um, So, um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So, it'll be interesting to see, the point here is whether Spencer Howard is sort of fast-tracked to the majors, and that's possible because the kid's special. It's also possible that Adonis Medina, who didn't have a good season last year, but it is also possible that he is in the majors at some point this season. And I'd also just give a, an older guy who pitches or pitched very well last season is Damon Jones. And I, I don't know what the Phillies' plan is for Jones, but that's a name to watch out for because he can get his strikeouts and he could contribute. Mickey Moniak, if if Adam Haysley could get to the majors in the time that he did, then if there's a few injuries in centre field, Moniak's defensive prowess in centre could mean that he gets to the majors before perhaps people thought as well. So I, w- I would watch out for that because he could be a useful piece for the Phillies as the season wears on. So they're the names to watch out for from my point of view.
1: Brilliant. Interesting.
3: Ellen? Um. Well... How how brief do we want to keep this? (laughs) I think, yeah, I think that those are those are the two two guys that we are most likely to see. Um, I think that uh, it's also quite possible that we see some folks from the minors as bullpen arms, particularly if the Phillies don't acquire any other relief pitchers. Um, You know, they did on their 40-man roster, they did decide to protect uh, Mauricio Lavera, Garrett Clevenger, and Christopher Sanchez. And so it could be that they're just sort of hoping that they can scratch those lottery tickets and maybe one of them will be a a usable reliever. Um, You know, I think that the... I'm really hoping we see Spencer Howard. I I think it's partly that he missed, you know, he missed time with his shoulder injury and, and only pitched 71 innings and has never pitched above double a on the other hand, you know um, sometimes it's easier for pitchers to make the jump from double a than it is for hitters. And, you know, in, in, that small sample size he was also completely tearing it up you know he had like a 2.03 era and a 0.83 whip and 11.9 k per nine with just two walks per nine and he didn't really regress any when he went to double a from single a so that's great um so yeah and alex
0: all right i'll do a list (laughs) Uh, so for starters uh Definitely Spencer Howard, of course. Uh, Connor Seabold could also uh, be faster to the majors than Spencer, depending on how they want to uh, play their cards here uh, and what role they're looking for these guys to fill. And also look for Damon Jones, like Ryan mentioned. He, just a quick side note on him, he's been the most called about prospect uh, in the Philly system, from what I've heard, uh, or the most Mm. inquired about in trade, just because they know he's attainable. Uh, but watch out for him. He is very, very talented. And he has a disgusting two-pitch mix. Um, as well as that, for hitters, look for Alec Bohm, Look for Austin Listy. Look for uh, Malqueen Canelo, maybe. Uh, these are just off the top of my head. I apologize. Definitely look for Mickey Moniak. Uh, maybe Josh Steven as well for a bench bat. Uh, and then bullpen. Uh, let's see. Uh, definitely... Uh, Brogdon, uh, Kyle Dohe, um, and Garrett Clevenger for sure. I'll, I'll give those three, and JD Hammer and Edgar Garcia, and all those guys that we saw last year
1: as well. And and Davy Gruon should be a backup to to JT. We will see. Imagine.
0: Hopefully, hopefully uh, he can. I right now for Davey, I'm I'm seeing more of a trade in his future, uh, just because they're willing to retain Andrew Knapp at 800k. Uh, mm. And we need to see a little bit more defensively from Davy. I, I, I definitely agree with the haters there. But, uh, I didn't see exactly what I wanted to from Davy when he came up for that short stint. Uh, and he, he only started two games. But, I mean, yeah. uh, I would have I definitely liked to see uh, uh, a little bit more uh, defensive prowess there. So his, his, And he said it himself uh, in an interview last year. He said that his defense now has to catch up to his offense, which was not the case three years ago. But uh, now
1: you know he's got to level up, so we'll see. Right. Uh, I briefed you guys this question last night, and it was the one from John O'Donohue, who says the Phillies team of the decade. Now, how am I going to do this? Shall I just go round you all with different positions, and you you name your your
3: player yeah. that
1: position? Should we do that? Mm. So, yes. Sh- so all right. Let's do let's, it. Let's go with catcher. So Ryan, your catcher. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is
2: that statistically or like my personal like okay, go, go, go personal um,
0: Yeah, you, you scra- I,
2: I, my personal preference is always related to statistics anyway so let's go with JT I think that's a great signing very exciting I'll take Ray Almosa so.
3: Ellen, catcher Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I will also take Real Muto, even though it is a it is a wealth at catcher with Chooch, too. But yeah, nice. <laughs> you can't uh, go wrong. And, and Alex, your, your
1: catcher, Chooch or JT? It's uh, like those two, isn't it? If Mike Lieberthal counted, I might be. <laughs> winning, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely JT. It's got to be JT. Uh, right. And first base, Ryan. Uh, Do you want me to come back to you? Do you want me to start with that? No,
2: right it, no, it's cool. We'll just carry on. Um,
0: I'll still take Reese right now.
3: Alan, I will too. Given that we're that, I assume that we're going to get the latter half of Ryan Howard and not the first.
2: Yeah, exactly. Half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <pretty
2: good>. yeah. <laughs> so true. Uh,
1: and Alex, your first baseman. I'm going to stay true
0: to Ryan Howard. I like nice. the guy, and it's also it's a it's a I mean lefty power that's good stuff to have. So I I'm I'm gonna stick with Ryan Howard here.
1: And Alex, your uh, your shortstop.
0: Oh come on now,
2: Jimmy. Yeah, well, is it is it gonna be easy for everybody? Isn't it? Can we just skip yeah. the middle infield now? We know the answers. Do we? Yeah.
1: Which is gonna be a, a clean sweep. Uh yes. then th- go to third base. Th- I was That's say, so th- excited third base, third base. Ugh. Right. Alex, you said excited for this one. You're third baseman.
0: Glacido Polanco, please. Ooh. That is uh, that is my that is my choice. There is not a lot of options. Um if no, I no, could it's put not. like if I could put Juan Pierre at third base, maybe I'd take take Juan Pierre. But I don't know. It's, <laughs> right? It's it's probably Placido Placido Polanco. Uh, just by pure pure contact.
3: Alan,
1: your third I, baseman.
3: You know what? I'm gonna take Scott Kingery. <laughs> nice. I like just that. just I like just that. To for a slightly different yep. look. And you know, also, I mean, Polanco had a great season in 2010. 2010, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, but, then he shoot. but yeah, um, he, I was I going
0: gonna... to he hit, he regressed to like, it was either, it was, it was him or Michael Young. Like either, which one you pick, you're getting a bad latter half. Of career. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm not taking Michael Franco. I can't. I can't,
3: I Unfortunately I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would be, it have to be police?
0: like, come on.
3: But Ryan, you're going to take Franco, aren't you?
2: Yes, come on, yes. I'll tell you. Frank, nice. yeah, you go
0: with three, I, I, I was going to go
2: Kingery as well, just like statistically speaking and the excitement of the player, but we've had such a rough 10 years, and Franco's been there for most of those 10 years. So like let's just say thanks for the time that you were here and happy days.
1: Yeah, and you get Ryan's vote into the uh, team of the decade.): <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex, you're, you're three outfielders. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm going with <laughs> and right,
0: of course. Uh, I'm think I'm gonna go with Shane Victorino in center, um, just because other than he because Shane not be named, Victorino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Enough good, said. Good, good
0: speed. Uh, and then left field. It's been pretty dry. I mean, like I'm not gonna say John Mayberry Jr. But like, <laughs> you know, if I can get, can I? Ooh, can I cheat? Can I have 2010 Cutch? Can I have Mm. that? Or do I have to take 20?
3: I think they have to be on. Either way, I'm taking touch.
0: Either way, I'm taking touch. I think touch was absolutely brilliant in his few games that we did get to see him, but uh, he was absolutely brilliant
3: and
1: I just love him. Ellen, who would be your outfield?
3: Uh, so I'm taking Bryce Harper, and I'm taking Shane Victorino, but yes. I am going to yes. take Raul Ibanez. Yes! Hey! As That's oh, my pick!
0: Hey! Three for three! <laughs> That's nice. I forgot about
2: Rose. Yeah. Too late,
1: Alex. Home Too late. Oh, you can skip me
2: the <laughs> same as Ellen. Thank you very much. <laughs> so,
1: so poor old Ben Revere doesn't get a shout now. Oh, oh God. sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know who else elsewhere.
3: I? Lo, like, I don't know if we're drafting a bench for this as well, but like, I definitely want Jeff Francoeur on my team. Yes, I Jeff love Frankour, Jeff yeah. Francoeur.
1: Yeah, and, and Blanco. Oh, yeah. Blanco wasn't a bad utility oh. to come in.
3: Yeah, totally andres yes andres Good, blanco
1: yes oh man wow this is
0: can i have bad bad greg dogs yeah we need greg <laughs> <100 laughs> dogs we need downstairs um
3: hunter pence oh hunter pence
0: yeah hunter pence you can probably tell. i love how
2: jason worth has just been completely written off the map
1: oh god is that
0: like in oh,
2: never, like oh, never
1: really done? Done? I got a in oh. shame of
0: course i definitely
1: could have taken a lot better left feel that's uh, oh well. You was taking the
0: defensive
1: that was That was, <laughs> yep. hope. That
3: was good. Two oh, more. Jason Worth guys. is my uh like one of my stepmother's favorite players of all time and she's gonna be so disappointed in me. Oh uh, <laughs> Well can we can Oh we wait, wait, 20... wait. Oh no twenty ten still counts as this decade. Yeah, yeah. I was like yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Yeah.
0: We're just taking the twenty eleven rotation as our as our all time, right?
3: Except for plus Nola. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, I
1: was I gonna so say Litton. pictures. Nola's yeah, so gonna be,
3: yeah,
2: no, Jason Vargas,
1: son, <laughs> or Drew yeah. Smiley. They all get they all miss the okay. cut. No, we already have <laughs> Drew Smiley, Cliff
3: already on that
0: rotation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Lewis wants to uh, oh, sorry, go <laughs> on.
3: don't say that about my Cliff Lee. It had to
0: be done, it had
1: to be done.
0: We might get him back this year, we'll see. I mean, i actually- Drew Smiley.
1: Right. I do too. He's, he's very composed. I like him a lot. Dave Lewis... He's really well-spoken. Oh, Alex. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go, Dave. Right. Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave Lewis wants us to discuss what would constitute a successful season for the Phillies in 2020. Whew. Alex, what would uh, will be a successful Phillies season for you next season? Well, seeing as uh
0: the Braves and the Nationals have taken significant steps back and are significantly worse teams than they were last year. I have to throw my Braves slide in, and I have to throw my Nationals slide in. But honestly, I don't think um, – I'm going to keep this short, but I, I don't think the Nationals understand how instrumental Anthony Rundown was to their run. Um, and I also think that the Braves, if they can't get Josh Donaldson, are in severe trouble. Uh, especially because I don't see Chris Bryan or Nolan Arenado really going anywhere. Um, and if they do, I don't see them being able to retain them. So, you know, I, I think I would like to win the division. I would like to, would like to make the playoffs at the very least, and I'd like to win the division. At the, uh, at, that would be successful for me if we won the division.
3: Yeah. Alan? I mean, that would definitely be successful. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that I'm maybe not quite as optimistic or maybe not quite as down um, on on the strength of the Nats and Braves, alas. Uh, so I would think that success would be winning the wild card and at least <laughs> making it to the postseason.
1: Yeah, well, the Nats won the wild card and won the World Series, so... Yeah, who knows who we could lead to?
0: Once you get there, anything can happen. That's yeah.
3: I mean, the Nats team was very good. I don't necessarily think that, like, if the Phillies had won the wild card instead that they would have won the World Series. I think that's a, a bit of a valid Jason, foul, Vargas,
0: Jason um, Vargas would have at least <laughs> been as good as
1: Steven Strasburg. I don't know what <laughs> And and uh, And Ryan, what would, uh, what would constitute a successful season for you?
2: I think if they get a playoff spot and it, even if they don't win that wild card game, I think that would probably, well, it would be a step forward. So I can't see how we could say anything different. I'll also agree with Alan. I don't really think that the Nationals and the Braves have taken significant steps back, especially if they do. I mean, there's a very real chance that the Nationals are going to go and get another hitter. There's a very real chance that the Braves are going to go and get another hitter. And, when you've got a top three in the, the rotation like the Nationals do, the Braves have depth throughout the organization. I think it's going to be a tough season in the NL East. I really do. So if we make the playoffs, count me in. I'll be happy with that.
1: And, and we need to get we need to get past the Marlins as well this uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit this. We'll revisit this in a
0: couple of months
1: when uh, you know we we we'll see what happens. <laughs> Last question, uh, Matt Sneed says how how would you sell the Phillies to someone who's never watched baseball, but is intrigued, which is a genuine question. Cause I know, I know who Matt is. So, uh, Alex, how would you sell the Phillies to someone who's never watched, but is intrigued? Um, you know, <laughs> I think, I think there
0: is a real meaning behind, and this is so cliche, but like there is a real meaning behind the city of brotherly love. And to me, that means that, you know, when you have a sibling, when you have a brother, you have a sister, like you're not gonna love them all the or not love them, but you're not gonna be happy with them all the time. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there and, and you know, always, you know, be be positive towards them and sending them positive energy. You know, sometimes you're gonna give them you're gonna give them crap. You're gonna give them, you know, you're
1: gonna Yeah, I don't I don't what you, I don't you're saying.
0: And so you know, I think if you want a, a sports culture where yeah they're gonna piss you off a lot but when the winning is good the winning is amazing um and if you really want to to step into a stadium and feel like you can connect with every single one of these people that are surrounding you right now wearing red and screaming loudly whether that be in a positive or negative way uh then the phillies the phillies are for you
3: lovely yeah I love um I think that I would sell the Phillies in particular as if if you want um, to join a f- fandom of a franchise that is passionate and genuine, and yeah. and I think you know representative of just sort of what real kind of regional fandom is yeah. because there are plenty of sort of more famous. Uh, baseball franchises that attract fans from all over or attract fans that aren't really fans I don't know like, I feel like they're yeah I, know, people I know what you're saying, yeah. wear Yankees hats or Dodgers hats and like they don't really know that much about their teams and they don't really maybe even know that much about baseball but I feel like Phillies fans are real baseball fans and yeah. uh and they're you know they're very invested in their team even if that investment and this is not me I'm sometimes an atypical Phillies fan in this way that I love them kind of like no matter what but um but yeah they're very invested in how the team is going even if they're like even if that is a negative investment yeah yeah yeah
1: absolutely absolutely spot on And, and that's the same for um uk side philly fans the one thing in common we all have is is the passion and the investment we all have uh, it doesn't matter where you meet Phillies fans from um i know some in brazil france australia and of course canada and the states and we all have the same passion which which just cannot be beaten and i, I know it's gonna sound biased but just doesn't it's not the same anywhere else as the philly's yeah. passion the philadelphia um you've you've you both summed it up brilliantly. Now I'm feeling all, come on, Phillies. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, anything to add?
2: Well, if you're from the UK, and I don't know if this listener who's asked the question is, is, Dave. He is. 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 Okay, so those guys there, Alex and Ellen, have touched on the passion and and the way that this franchise is, and that's absolutely spot on. But if you're from the UK, this is a city on the east coast of America. Your, Your flights are relatively cheap if you want to go to cincinnati or la instead then good luck start saving your pennies i know that sounds a little We're pragmatic sure but... <laughs> yeah so this is but also this is the the divisional rivals are fairly close by so your road games are pretty good um and if you like food passion um a crazy mascot then <laughs> you know <laughs> This is just such a fun organisation to to get involved with and to, I mean, just look at what we're doing now, this podcast that has so many listeners that are asking interested questions, engaged, um, sort of passionate, well-rehearsed questions, four of us having a good time near Christmas talking about the Phillies. We're not even playing baseball until April or whenever it is. So this is crazy. Go Phillies. Fantastic. Come on
1: board. I'd I'd add to that, uh... All that is, is fantastic. Also, it being East Coast, the games are on at a better time than the West Coast games. Like midnight starts aren't as bad as three AM starts. Um, we get a lot of. Of course, you can see every game on MLB Network, uh, MLB TV. The best mascot in sports. We touched on that. It is it, yes. a, or- a fun organization, actually. It, it really is. And uh, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in loads of Philly stuff next year, just to just To get you on board and get, give you a feel, I'm going to find some videos on YouTube or just play you the 08 World Series. And uh, yeah, I could, because Citizens Bank, I wasn't a fan back then, I wasn't a fan to 2012, but that video gives me chills. Oh, everything brilliant. from the World Series, man, I'd love to experience that. I'd love to experience the playoff game or a winning it's season. I've never seen a winning season, season. it would be great. <laughs> what? All right, let's have some fun oh, with this game then. Right. So oh next year, this yeah, hang on. This is where the fun starts. So next year, we're going ha- to bring in a game where you, the listeners, are going to come on and take on Alex and Ryan, the, the dream team duo, and win yourselves some UK Phillies goodies. Now, Ellen, you get the privilege of being the first one to try this. Oh, no okay. no. okay. Not- oh, no, it wasn't the, the response oh, I was God. looking for. but.
3: Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so- so- I'm really bad at games. There's only one game that I've ever been good at, and that's—I uh, forget what it's called, but it's the game <laughs> where you like make up fake definitions for a word. I'm very good at that game. That's a good game. Oh
2: People should get that back out this Christmas. That's a good game. That's a
3: good but one. that's the only one. So, so <laughs> I'm handing the home team a victory most likely. Okay. But that's the, that's that's the point because I want
1: people to come on and it, it to be a challenge. They want I want them to come on and have to try
3: and beat <laughs>
1: Alex and Ryan. Expectations so it. high, Alex. <laughs> I want them to earn oh, that UK Lord. Phillies T-shirt. No, they have got to come on. they said money can't buy uh, buy prizes? This they've got to earn it. Um, so what we're going to do? I'm going to ask Alex and Ryan five questions. Then I'm going to ask Ellen five questions, different questions, not the same, obviously. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to ask you. Both five questions together. Uh, I don't want you to hesitate. You've got a five second limit on your question answers. Oh, okay. Right. And then oh, when it's God. and then when it's all of you together, you can't just. I need you want you to say your name and answer, but you can't say your name and then go uh, 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 and stutter. You've got to know the answer. I want you to bang. All right. okay. The poor souls that have stood with us
2: this long are going to witness an absolute car crash. Let's do it.
1: Hey, hey, <laughs> this is, this is, hey! This is spent. I was half fanatic. Right. It's not um, you, I'm worried about. Ladies, <laughs> ladies first, and okay, us. Ellen, your first question is who wears jersey number 40?
3: I have no idea. <laughs>
1: me, me. This is boring. It was it was Adam Paisley. <laughs> uh, how many home runs did Harper finish on last year? Oh, 34. Five. Yes! Yes, well 35. Well Point to Alan, lovely. Um, right, A, B, or C. Neris recorded how many saves? Was it A, 27, B, 28, or C, 30?
3: I'm going to go 27. I oh, it was 28. Uh, yep. Should oh. always go for the middle one, I guess. Oh. <laughs> uh
1: uh which oh this is this is tough, right? Which free players or how many of the free players can you name that hit a home run in the opening game against the Braves?
3: Oh I know. Um Hoskins? Yes, uh Harper? No, no, okay, d- um
1: one of them was on fire at the start of the season.
3: McCutcheon? Yes. yes.
1: That wasn't oh, the guy. Was, that wasn't the guy I meant. But uh, oh. there's there's one more as well. Started the started the first month of the oh, season. Oh Franco. Yeah. yeah there, they're free. Uh, I had no hand in that. And uh, <laughs> and how many games back did the Fields finish from the world wild card spot, spots?
3: Oh, I got sad and stopped <laughs> looking at that number. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was a lot more than I even thought it was going to be. It, um, it was for me when I was researching the question. Was it like 11?
1: Uh, well, no, it wasn't that high. It wasn't One that high. Guys. Maybe uh, uh, five. No, eight. Eight. Oh, I eight. Always go eight. for the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Your own answer. Right, Alex, Ryan, are you boys ready? Yeah, give it was, a shot. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Who wears number 23? I knew you'd do that. <laughs> uh, you know, Alex? No researching. Right, time's up. No, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, we gotta
2: be quick. God. Alex, you, we did it, we timed, out. We timed I was, out. I knew
1: it was an out He was
0: helping Alan. Did you did you notice? <laughs> Giving wins, he timed us out. <laughs>
1: not messing about here. Uh, Hoskins finished on how many home runs? Twenty-nine. Ooh, Correct. Uh, there you go. Uh Nola's final ERA was Eva. Oh, well, you're wrong.
2: Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm not arrogant enough to answer before he gives me options.
1: I'm
2: waiting, Dave. Hey, four point oh three, B three point nine six or C three
1: point eight seven? Three point eight seven. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. It was one
1: of those angular numbers. All right, here we go. Who who else or who was on base when Harper hit his walk-off grand slam? Uh. What? You have to name three. <laughs> three
0: of them.
1: Hoskins <laughs> definitely was. Uh, Hoskins was one, yeah.
2: So if. I, I'm
1: trying to think of the pylon.
2: We, we must have had Cesar on base.
1: No. You're not having too many guesses. Don't waste them up. Oh, really? That was one. <laughs> uh, oh, think, man. Think really about hard. it. One, I think both of them were pinch hitters. That's all I'm saying. Go Goslin. Nope, that's not a guess, right? You've got, you got two guesses left. You've got to get these right. It's, it's got to be three strikes and you're out, of policy.
2: Um, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one. No, three strikes. Jay, Jay Bruce
3: wouldn't
1: have been on
2: this. That, is that your final answer, Jay no, Bruce? No, 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 no. Ryan, help me. Uh, oh, um, a pin share.
1: I had such high expectations for you two. Who's he bringing in? This one's hard. Andrew Knapp. No, as your final guess, it We're was. Out. It was. he wasn't on base all season. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andrew Knapp. Yeah, think about
2: it. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> uh,
1: you're, uh, you're looking for Roman Quinn, who was on second, and on third base was Brad Miller. <laughs> yeah.
2: you're, you're brutal, right? that up
1: so far. <laughs> I had to YouTube that as well. I, I think That was that was yeah, all my I, time.
0: Nobody I, watches that part. Everybody just watches the actual hit.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> to be fair, it was a good inning. I didn't, how, I, I didn't realize how deep Harper was into account as well and how many foul balls he hit yeah. before. Oh, my uh, God. Ground. It
3: was, it was the it was best nine, moment of this year. Nine pitch at bat, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I yep. still get goosebumps. The, oh, it's my so. God, from John Crook. Just, ah, oh, yes. Oh. Um, What's our last question, one, Dave? Uh, question five. How many games back did the Phillies finish from the Braves? They had 96 wins, right? So...
2: And we had 81. We finished bang on
0: 500. So what is that? that would, it's 15 back. It's not. No. It's 16 back. Oh wait. Oh jeez. Oh They're, Alex. they have
1: 97 wins? Didn't they? No. Oh let me. Oh, let me. Uh, double check. Oh, no, you now, you, now you're making me even. doubt myself.
0: No, because we have to win. They, they they have the even even with them.
1: So, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: 16-1 technically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's a it's Ooh. a it's a 15 win difference.
1: Right. So five questions where you're both in. Ellen leads by four, three. Oh, come on, Ellen. Right, if you really? know it, yeah. No, yeah, really, <laughs> four, 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 three. You got, you got... Viewers
2: must be absolutely sweating it coming on to face me and Alex.
3: I, I <laughs> any trivia, even if it's something that I seem to know something about, always gives me indigestion.
1: <laughs> Here we go, Ellen's just five questions away from a big shock already, and the boys are gonna have a loss already to the name. Right, if you know the answer, say your name, and then I want, to, I want an answer straight away. I don't want no stuttering or thinking about it. Right, question one. In the last decade, how many times have the Phil- Phillies finished above 500? Brian. Oh, Brian, go on. Two. Oh, he's right. He's right. Why
3: are you sad about that, Dave? No, I'm not we sad. I, right. He's so, sad just... that there's only two times.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <was>. I'm surprised <laughs> was. I'm thinking it might be one, actually. <laughs> it, was, it was
1: two 2010, 2011. Yeah. And I wasn't a fan. And then I started becoming a fan in 2012. Hmm. It's a correlation there. Mm. Right. Um, I forgot to say, have you guys got a pen and paper, near you? No. Uh, Although I just thought this question doesn't really work. What are we doing <laughs> now?
2: algebra or something?
1: Nah. Well, it was like a. I was going to give you some uh, sort of um, an anagram of a okay. player's name. Oh my. So, it's, it's, this is the player's full name. And I'm going to oh, give you the letters man. right Those now. Words. Letters are first one C A J O B. Middle name.
3: R- is this T- JT Real Muto? Al- it is! It is! I it was is just
1: like, <laughs> yeah! Put, you know, put your pen and papers away, we don't need it. <clears> Ellen, throat> Ellen throat> save
3: that question. What's his full name though, Ellen? Oh, Jacob Thomas Real Muto? <laughs> <laughs> close, <laughs> Jacob Tyler.
1: Tyler. Really close. I
3: always yeah, call him Just Terrific Real Muto, or Jonathan Aww. Taylor Real Muto, or Jump and Throw, Real muro. I love these <laughs> these, are, these are all bonus points. I love all of
1: these. Yes. I love it.
3: Uh, what number
1: will Joe Girardi wear next season? Language. Oh, shit. I Language. Oh, Whoever's okay. typing, stop that typing. Put,
2: we need an advisory on this podcast now. <laughs> I'm
1: watching you. Alex panicking,
2: swearing over the <laughs>
1: oh, I covered it too.
3: I... You got five seconds.
2: Oh. Viewers are screaming the number
3: of the podcast. I, I can't remember numbers. I can't remember either. Time
1: up. Twenty-five. I was literally going to get it. So with guess. two questions to go, Ellen five. The boys four. Ooh. If Ellen gets it she's oh. won it, and she's won a UK Phillies T-shirt. Yeah.
3: Oh, I, I know. sure do want a T-shirt. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs>
1: Who was behind Neris in the, with the most number of saves for the Phillies in 2019? Alex. Alex, go on. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do the. Uh, um, I need name
0: a Sir name, Sir Alex. Dome- Sir Anthony Dominguez. No. Al- Alex, is fro-
1: Alex is frozen out. Ryan and Ellen. I didn't know. Oh, I it. it's, it's actually quite It's a surprise. I was very surprised. Yeah.
3: I, it's Ryan. Like, yeah. Go on, Ryan.
2: Oh, sorry, I think I cut out there. Did Ellen give an answer?
3: No, you, you, you no, I just out. made a sound of not knowing. <laughs>
1: <cards>. <laughs> I'm going to say
2: Pat Neshek.
3: You are
1: correct. It's five. Oh, five oh, final oh, question. She'll Nisha, be good, you know? okay. Sid. <laughs> <Nisha, laughs> three saves. This is it, sudden death. This is brilliant for the game. This is just the drama now. <laughs> I need someone who wants to be millionaire music in the background. That was Question. very good. That was. This was... is <laughs> uh, low, a low-budget podcast, as you can tell. We do all the sound effects.
2: No one's uh, listening anymore, Dave. They've all left. Uh, I promise. They, you. hey, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I
1: might have to cut this podcast in half. Uh, I do two segments. Right. There might be final... a dog listening somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and not by choice either yes yeah, somebody just left <laughs> it on <laughs> uh final question who had the most hits for the phillies in 2019 go on hernandez ah oh, he's done it he's done it with with how many for the bonus point oh uh, 160 ooh not far 171 okay well. so alex and and Ryan are the, the winners. T-shirt. No, no, no. You, no, you guys win nothing because you're. you're... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. home team. It's just your your pride is restored. You're... Yeah, right.
3: Whatever. If anybody <laughs> wants to uh,
1: come on and take on Alex and Ryan next season, uh, let me know and we'll get you on the show. It'd be good to have uh, more fans on. We specifically uh, it nice. planned for ultimate
2: upset and and heartbreak. Like I'm sorry <laughs> to say, like it was planned. <laughs>
3: Uh, I for that one. I mean, all well. you're really playing for is depriving somebody else of a t-shirt. Just to be clear.
1: Bottom line, I yeah, yeah, you
0: very seriously. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'll be surprised. These these boys, I I, I could I'm hear boring. Alex's competitive edge take coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was there. Guys, uh, nice. teacher David Grinch. Uh, 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 I I uh, Alan, you're in a t-shirt. <laughs> all right, it's Christmas, <laughs> Alan. You, you, you win the t-shirt congratulations
3: Yay. i was an uh, english major i'm good at analysis yes! not facts there you go uh,
1: there you go and she's got a book of, book of excuses as well it just, it's perfect right guys thank you very much that's that's the show just got happy it christmas everybody Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ellen, oh, thank you everyone. so much, Ellen, for coming on and uh, giving My us some time. Really appreciate it. I know it's an awkward time of the day for you guys as well over there.
3: No, not it? at all. It's the holidays, so there's no Ellen, such as an awkward time of day. Ellen, will you come back on during the season? I will if I don't have to play the game again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. no guarantee. I would love
1: to. I would love to. <laughs> this game's going to take uh, off. You're, the, I'm
0: you're telling. The best. You. You're really awesome. Guys, if you don't follow her, Ellen Adair on Twitter. He's the bomb. Oh, he's, he's beating me. Lots to of it. good yeah.
3: poetry. It is Ellen underscore Adair because Oh Alex like, what Ellen Ellen Adair just at Ellen Adair is like I can't remember what it is, but it's like a mother-daughter team that makes jewelry or something. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> my website domain
0: my website domain is taken by some artist who passed away a long, long time ago and it's just still being paid for somehow. Wow. It's it's
1: sad. That was a random. Yeah. That,
2: was, that was random. Alan, right? <laughs> there's <That was laughs> a new movie, right? I, I I did have a brief research of you, and we're looking at a. This is a Halloween movie with Omar X out on Amazon recently. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I um uh this past fall came a film came out uh which stars omar epps and me which is ridiculous but true um yeah it's, just, it's a, like a halloween themed slasher movie and so if that's what you're in the mood for for the holidays um <laughs> yeah. you can now pick it up uh on dvd in addition to i think it's still available on demand
1: I, i'm pretty sure you can pick it up in
3: the uk as well it's called trick
1: if i if i research that right is there. right
3: yes it is called trick
1: there you go guys in your dvd I'll look out for that. We, we'll be, it'll be around somewhere in the UK. If anyone finds it, let me know. And then we'll get Ellen to sign them.
3: Anytime, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Alan, Especially thank if you, you f- pay for what? me to come to the UK to sign your DVD of okay. ah, that uh, would Up be the Best.
1: Yeah, low budget, like I said, Ellen. Could, could, pro- <laughs> could be a problem. Could be a problem. Guys, have a fantastic Christmas uh, to everyone listening and all the support we've had on the podcast throughout the year. Thank you so much. We started literally our first podcast. We got 20 people, I think, and now we're, we're way over 300 So on average. So it's amazing, amazing support. Thank you so much. Uh, keep an eye on the website. It's going to be updated, which is www.ukphillies.com. Uh, of course, 20, plenty of Facebook and Twitter activity. Uh, yeah, that's We'll uh, we'll see a new year, guys. Spring will soon be here. Have a great Christmas, guys. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Awesome.